All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Uppercut Podcast. We are here with Steven Ocho Peterson, an absolute vicious UFC flyweight. Steven's 19 and 10. He has an absolutely insane and viral spinning back fist KO over Martin Bravo. Steven, thank you for being here today. My pleasure, man. Uh, thanks for having me and thanks for doing what you do. Oh, of course. We appreciate that. Um, so starting off, where does the Ocho in your nickname originate from? So I, I grew up in Los Angeles. Uh, I moved to McKinney, Texas when I was 15. I was a sophomore in high school. Some of the uh, the older kids were picking on me, pushing me around. And I was number eight on the football team. So they pushed me around calling me Ocho. They're like, Ocho, oh. Ocho, Ocho. And uh, so I swung on the guy and, you know, it ended up being like a tussle on the football field. And uh, he was like, oh, you want to fight? You want to fight? This kid Ocho thinks he can fight. And so, uh, yeah, I wanted to fight everybody and uh, got in a lot of fights. I yeah. was more infamous in high school for fighting. And, uh, yeah, they taunted me, called me Ocho. I hated it. Uh, the whole school knew me as Ocho. <laughs> and then uh, eventually got in enough fights to where Ocho was cool. So yeah. <laughs> it, it stuck. And, uh, and then I stuck with it. So um, once I started seeing Later in high school, when I started training, I had my first amateur fight. They said, what's your nickname? And I was like, Ocho. Yeah. So I kind of flipped it on them, turned it from them taunting me as Ocho to now they cheer Ocho. Yeah, no, that's a that's that's a great way of putting it. That's a great story. Um, Great nickname as well. Was there a turning point in high school where you started fighting seriously, like as a, you know, as a martial art? Or were you always just sort of like fighting as, you know, against, I guess, bullies for lack of a term? Yeah, I, I would say, uh, you know, I got in so many fights at school that, you know, I was getting suspended. I was mm. getting in a lot of trouble. Uh, it's always the person that reacts yeah. that uh, that gets in trouble. It's not people don't pay attention to the action. They, they pay attention to the reaction. Of course. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that led me to, you know, think ahead. And I was like, well, these guys are wanting to fight me. So here's my house address. Since my parents were going through a divorce, I can do I can get away with a lot of shit. And uh, yeah. I was tired of getting fights to school. I had everybody come over to my house. Uh, we were all in the backyard, just drinking forties, smoking back and mild, uh, <laughs> black, black and mild. Yeah. Yeah. Black and miles. And, uh, we we're like 17 years old and we put on those, uh, those century MMA gloves with the little fist pack. We buy them at sports authority and, uh, <laughs> really just kind of beat the hell out of each other. No holds yeah. bar. Um, yeah, there's, you know, knees to the head, kicking each other on the ground, like, you know, just street fighting in the backyard. But it was like I wasn't going to get in trouble because, um, you know, it was my backyard. Yeah. I didn't think about the liability or whatnot. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, we were a bunch of kids. And uh, there was this one kid that he would always be down to fight me. And I would basically, like, beat the shit out of this kid. <laughs> and then eventually he'd wrap up a triangle choke. And at the time I was like, what? what are you yeah. doing like trying to make me suck your dick and i was like <laughs> what the hell are you doing like this is weird but at the i mean i had my head down and he'd be elbowing me in the top of the head i start bleeding everywhere and uh, they would stop the fight everybody would be like no no that's enough and i'd be like no nah, fuck that like no what what, the, what are you doing this is fucking gay and uh so after it happened a couple times i was like okay well obviously this guy knows something that i don't so um I went and trained with him and he was uh, training out of a garage called second chance gym with coach Garcia. And uh, 
you know, Coach Garcia was more of an old school boxing coach, but uh, he watched some MMA, so he knew how to like, you know, teach a triangle armbar, and that was kind of the the first couple moves I learned. Um, I trained for thirty days in the garage and uh, had my first amateur fight. Got my yeah. ass kicked. Put on arm. I snapped on the armbar about thirty times in the fight. Every time the guy slammed <laughs> me on my head. And then go back to the guard. He, he'd start punching me. I'd snap on another armbar. So it was kind of like over and over again. But uh, after that fight, I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, this is for me. Yeah. I was like, I just need to learn what these guys know. And, uh, you know, I wasn't scared in there because in a street fight, it's like anything could happen. You could get curb stomped. You could get shot. You can get stabbed. You can get jumped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's life and death really yeah. in a street fight. But, uh, mm-hmm in the cage yeah you could die you could sustain uh you know super significant injuries but there's a ref there to save you yeah uh, there's no weapons there's there's a lot of things to keep you from uh that life and death um, yeah. line so it's a lot safer in my opinion and mm-hmm. so when i started cage fighting it was like man this is like easy is and, I, and i could get paid for this so uh, i fell in love with the sport and uh you know dedicated pretty much my, my whole career life to it. Yeah. So it sounds like you've always been good at taking a beating. And um, an example of this is it looked like you were out on your feet against Brandon Davis. How did you hold it? Together? I'm good at fucking giving a beating too. Yes, you are. You yeah, are. Get, no get that is. <laughs> yes. Let's put that out there. You are insane at giving a beating. That but was but I, I was never like a, a super great athlete. I was mm-hmm. never great at basketball, football. Yeah. Um, I was always great at just grinding and fighting so yeah. it was like you know this sport was right up my my alley and then you know nowadays uh, i mean i've had fights in the past where i didn't take any damage but mm-hmm. but now i'm learning how just like not to go in there and uh and just go forward the whole time go in there yeah. and kind of enjoy it and kind of play the game while i'm still fighting yeah no yeah that that completely makes sense what was going through your head um against Brandon Davis when you were just eating those shots and you powered through and brought when it to I, a When decision. I ate that knee specifically, right? Yeah. The yeah. knee that, that gave me a little You got all the wobbles, it. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So when I when nuts. I ate that knee, it was like I, I, I heard Coach Safe say, take him down, take him down. You need to get this fight to the ground. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and uh, I was training to fight a southpaw. So yeah. I think I just had drilled this certain takedown the whole time. Mm-hmm. And then – a week week out we had opponent switch so i don't know it was like muscle memory i shot to the wrong side because brandon davis was orthodox and i shot right into that knee yeah Uh, he threw it hit me right underneath the eye and wobbled me and all i could uh all i could like think about at that moment was uh trying trying to get composure of my body like it was like a electrical disconnection from my brain to my body um that's the best way to describe it i think like um there's a you know electrical impulses in your brain that go to your feet and when you get rocked there's a disconnection i was just trying to get that back and it just felt like basically if you smack a computer screen or something you see static for a second that's basically what it felt like to me and i was thinking like you know get my composure but i Honestly, I shouldn't have just like ran at him. I was like, "No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get you back." Yeah. And uh, and when the crowd erupts like that, 
I feel that energy um, yeah. and I, I kind of take it in. So I really just felt tingles all over my body and uh, I felt invincible for a second. Yeah, that was insane. And then we we were wondering about the spinning back fist um, against uh, Martin. Were you setting that up or was that just a spur of the moment thing? Yeah. So, uh, I mean, kind of both uh, in, in the first round. I, I knew I was in Mexico City on mm. short notice fighting the Mexican Ultimate Fighter winner. Exactly. Uh, there was no way I could go to a decision. And the longer the fight would go, the more um, it would favor him because he was used to that kind of altitude. Yeah. So basically, I wanted to kind of wear him out in the first round. And then uh, towards the end of the, the first round, I started throwing a lot of heat. And then in the second round, I, I knew it was there. Mm-hmm. So I, I, in the second round, it was like, uh, yeah, I was I was throwing a lot of heat in the second round. I was like, okay, I'm going to take you out this round. I, I got your number. He started fading. I was like, no, nah, you can't keep up with this. And I know I had to take him out. Uh, I lunged in with a jab, and then he threw a, a spinning back fist, and I was at the wrong angle. I was like, yeah. okay, normally you would go away from it, but I was already there. So um, with my jab hand, I paired it. And I felt like I've been here a million times in this position at the off angle. So I just looked over my shoulder and slammed it. It was like spur of the moment, but I've done it so many times. It was just instinct, really. It was one of the best knockouts we've ever seen. And um, yeah, I one of the most memorable ever. Um, real quick, rapid fire, and then we'll get you out of here. Um, who has hit the hardest? Who's hit me the hardest? Yeah. Mm. Probably Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal. Um, who's the best boxer you've faced? Or who Probably has Jeff, the best boxing game? Jeff Neal. In, in, in MMA? Yeah, just in, like, like training partner, someone that, you fought. Uh, training partner, Jeff Neal. Yeah. Okay. Who's Actually, the best? Uh, Robert Grant. I, I boxed him. He was mm-hmm. a, a championship, uh, I don't know, P, one of the yeah. uh, boxing the, titles yeah. he had. Um, yeah, I boxed him, and it was like, when he hit me, I was like, okay, I don't want to get hit by this guy again. <laughs> So then I learned how to box and kind of play that game a little bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you go with boxers, it's like all they do is punch and yeah. move their feet. So they have a different sting to their punches. Yeah. Um, just that's all they do. And I was like, okay, now I got to learn how to move. And uh, yeah. I think that really helped uh, elevate my game. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um, okay. Who has the best grappling that you faced? That's a good question. I'm probably the best. Right. Um, that yeah, I mean, nobody's ever made me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know that this kid Stefan. Uh, Stefan, his last name starts with a B. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a freak uh, grappler, so he's probably the best that I faced. Um, I'd have to tag tag him or send you his uh, info, but uh, oh yeah, yeah he. He's something else. Like he, right. he, I think he's a purple or brown belt. That kid's a beast. All right. Um, who do you dislike the most? Could be UFC, MMA, anything. I don't really dislike a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colby Covington, just because yeah. that that ignorance really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That. I mean, I, I don't dislike a lot of people, but I would smack the shit out of him if he wouldn't sue me. <laughs> there you go. And then um, r- real quick, uh, dream matchup. 
dream matchup. Anybody for the title. Um, and it's a dream right now, but I'm going to make it reality because I ain't going nowhere. I'm here to stay. Hell yeah. And what's next for you? I want to fight uh, – what's his name? The sniper. The St. Louis sniper. I want to fight him. He called me out. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, I got a lot of respect for the guy. But, honestly, he called me out, and uh, I think I could take him out in the first round. Hell yeah. All right. Well, you got a bunch of fans here behind you. Um, is there anything you want to plug or promote before you go? Yeah, check me out on Instagram at 8 Check out my media brand, Ocho TV. We're on YouTube and Instagram, Ocho underscore TV. Um, thanks to my sponsors, Icon Meals, Hutchins Barbecue, Tenfold. Let's see, don't forget any Ocho. Don't forget any sponsors. <laughs> That's the hard part. It's like, uh, you know, when, when you're on the spot and you're on the go, I don't have my wall in front of me. I know. Okay. <laughs> I, I want to thank my team at Fortis MMA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and everybody supports me. Limitless Sport Picks. Thank Vodka. And, you got uh, some sick sponsors. <laughs> yeah, I got some dope-ass sponsors. And that's not really? all of them. So, uh, no, yeah. I apologize if I, I didn't. Uh, Chandler Cabinets. <laughs> Shit, man. You know, yeah. I, I work out the... Hooters, man. Hooters is pretty dope too. Um, Shout out Hooters. I'm doing some promoting to Hooters. So, yeah, man. Thanks for all my sponsors and uh, and my team. Thanks for uh, you know being there and you fans, you media guys. You know, thanks for not talking shit. You guys recognize real and uh, you yeah, know the for uh, being supportive of our sport and mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of fans are real shitty like twist his dick and all that shit but the fans yeah. that actually do their research mm-hmm. those are the people that uh that's why i fight hell yeah well we appreciate it we're gonna be in your corner we'll be behind you for sure uh you got a bunch of big fans here we're gonna be promoting you and yeah thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to talk to us we really appreciate it and good luck my pleasure man well-